0: The Big Footy Port Adelaide Podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision.
1: My team, power.
0: I love the power. power, power. I love the power. Power, power, power. Hi everyone. I am Macka Nineteen, and this is the Big Footy Port Adelaide Podcast coming to you live once again on Port Fan Radio. And look, joining us as co host once again, we got Fisting Rick. How are you, mate?
2: Yeah! Fist you all right. Thanks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, did you say Vibrant. Tiz? That's it. Did you say Tiz? It sounded like you said Tiz. Tiz? Tiz. No, I, um, I don't think I said Tiz. I've got an apology, actually, Macker. Okay. Um, I had a, a massive disservice, or gave a ma- massive disservice to Justin Westoff on um, mm. on Monday night because I didn't remember much of the last quarter as you know so I yep. watched the replay last night and mm. his last quarter was huge
0: it was and, massive
2: and we didn't really talk about it on Monday too much either
0: no probably so not but it was massive
2: it was massive and I, I think he deserves a lot of kudos for that performance and I've, I really underrated his game on Monday so there you go I'm sorry Justin I won't do it again
0: on your Westy. E. Westie. Now look, back on the podcast for the first time this year, his posts uh, over the last 18 months or so make me want to run through a brick wall. Um, we are talking with the great Janus. How are you, mate?
1: Hey, boys. How are you? How come you didn't Good. manipulate
0: his handle, Macca? <laughs> well, look, fisting Rick and Anus
2: is probably not a great combination, is it? <laughs> <laughs> so so I said that sort of, of stuff. <laughs> That's it. That's for another radio show.
0: That's right. That's it. We'll leave that for tomorrow night.
2: Oh, All right. The Port Adelaide <laughs> pair can discuss that one. <laughs> That's it.
0: Well, Janus, how have you seen the season so far? Are you happy with two and two? Uh, um,
1: Obviously better if we were four zip, but realistically speaking, from where we we're at, and from what I've seen and how we've been playing, yeah, 2 is pretty much par, I reckon, for the draw that we've got. So, yeah, reasonably happy.
0: What about you, Rick? Happy with
2: 2-2? Well, I predicted us to be 4-1. So, obviously, I was a little bit unrealistic. Um, so, I will take 2-2. Two and two. I was very concerned, as you know, um, yep. when we were Norton 2 um, but yeah, we've turned it around. I don't think we're necessarily firing on all cylinders yet, but we're definitely uh, getting better. So, um, better than Norton 4 which I was worried about at one point in time.
0: Yes. No, we've turned it around, and uh, look, it's going to be another huge game this week. Massive. Massive. But before we talk about uh, the upcoming showdown, we'll talk about our new sponsor, which is Bet. They've come on board. Uh, I believe it's the rebadged TAB. And look, we've passed the 12 million corporate sponsorship mark for the first time, which is absolutely brilliant news. I think we've tripled our sponsorship over the last couple of seasons, which is fantastic. Um, seems to be a couple of critics about this, though. Um, what do you guys think?
2: Well, how come you never told me that you bet we're coming on to uh, sponsor Port Fan Radio? Are you taking all the money? I am. All three um, cents. Yeah, or three cents <laughs> all right I, I'm not a big fan of betting in sport macrocker I should I think it should be left to the uh, the traditional forms I I just think spot betting and everything else it just sort of opens it up to corruption and as we've seen in uh, the past it's um, that has happened and will probably continue to happen um, you know it should just been left to the black market I guess or um, dogs and horses but In this corporate world where we're chasing corporate dollars, the club would find it very difficult to say no. Yes.
0: What do you think, Janus?
2: Yeah, I pretty much agree with
1: that. Like, I don't particularly have a problem with placing a punt every now and then, but at the same time they didn't sponsor us, they were going to sponsor someone else. They'd find somewhere else to spend their sponsorship money, so I'm quite happy to accept whatever filthy lucre that they're willing to throw away.
0: I was just going to say I'm pretty happy that they've come on board. You know, it's a new sponsor. They're going to give us plenty of money. Um, look, I'm not really a huge gambler or, or much of a gambler at all, So, and, and I, I still find it okay. I'm, I'm pretty happy with this. I can understand the concerns because sports betting has become such a huge part of the AFL over the last, you know, two or three seasons um, that it's almost taken over a, a little bit. But, you know, we've we've had, what, like Coca-Cola and KFC and 4-20 and, and CUB. And, I mean, you, you can come up with negatives about any sort of business, really.
2: Yeah, well, I guess alcohol's another one for another show. Um, but, uh, yes, you can. But I guess it's... For the people that have got a handle on it, it's it's fine. But for all of us that have got a handle on it, there's a lot of people that have issues with gambling, and I guess we're just int- institutionalising gambling for for people in a, at a younger age and making it more socially acceptable, which can lead to to problems as they get older. But that's a pretty it's a pretty morbid discussion for our light-hearted uh, football preview show. Take responsibility for your actions, is what I say. Your own actions. Yeah, yeah. A, yeah. Sometimes times get tough, and I guess that's a challenge. When where does a a club, and not just our club, but any club, have to put um, social and moral uh, responsibilities before before dollar? And um, you know the whole talk about the Alistair Clarkson episode, and and um, you know radio or TV or, or media outlets buying this sort of footage because they make lots of money out of the the viralness that goes in that footage i mean at the same time if you know double a doesn't talk about it and doesn't endorse it uh well then it it will fall on deaf ears pretty quickly and if all of every media outlet took that sort of stance well then um that sort of footage is worthless and they wouldn't be encouraging it so um Yeah. yeah yeah that's that's part of the problem we have in society it's uh it's there and uh yeah I guess, and then same with gambling and and you bet, but you know good on them. at least at least it's helping the club, I guess temporarily, and uh, you know like all the footy clubs that live off of pokey revenue as well. so uh, yeah. thanks for bringing that up, Macca. I think I think we should move <laughs> <It's> on. <okay. laughs> Let's uh, get into something positive
0: and talk about the showdown. It's here once again with a bit of extra spice this week with uh, export Adelaide assistant coach Philip Walsh um, coaching the Crows against us for the first time and look as as always we lead the count uh, 2017 the win loss record and you know it wasn't a happy time the last time we met we lost by 23 points after leading by 17 during the second quarter well, yes uh, first and, f- and foremost uh, just quickly what's your favourite showdown
2: first one for me first one yep. first one against the odds unexpected um, yeah I thought that was amazing um, still still resonates with me
0: yep that's a good call Janus there's been so many to choose from
1: but I reckon probably 2000 and now I'm trying to think. there was one year where we won both of them and we were just completely an utterly crap for that year. I think it was 2011. I'm not entirely sure, but it was one in that year. Simply because oh, yeah. no matter what happened, we could rally behind the, the fact that we just didn't like the Crows and we'd do anything to just mess up their
0: season. <laughs>
1: right? So that just, that just yeah, that resonates with me. Yeah.
0: I reckon that might have been 2009, I reckon, or 2010.
1: Two thousand and ten? Yeah, two thousand and ten, oh, really? yeah. It was three, yeah, three years ago. Yeah. So from the two thousand thirteen, that's what I mean.
2: Yeah.
0: That's the one. Look for me, uh, my favourite showdown is I always come back to the first showdown of two thousand and two for some reason and you know, mm-hmm. we had a couple of players out, the crows were in good form and you know we started pretty horribly in front of what was a I believe it was a record AFL crowd at Footy Park at that time. Uh, it was a night game, the Crows home game. There would have been only maybe two thousand Port fans at the ground. Yeah, we came from five goals down to win with a a massive last quarter effort by Chad Corn's and Peter Burgoyne and you know it was probably Jared Schofield's best game for Port Adelaide and and also Big Barnaby French as well changed the game for Port when he went into the ruck um, as Primus was struggling a little bit. But you always come back to that one. That was always a good one.
2: What about the bounce? Well, Excuse me, my office phone's calling at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it never rings at eight o'clock. Hang up on him. Pull it out the wall.
1: Hilarious.
0: Great stuff. Live radio at its absolute best once again. <laughs> Well, look. Let's uh, let's go on about uh, this game, and we'll talk about the teams. Um, in comes Robbie Gray. Um, Janus, who do you think is going to come out?
1: It'd have to be Archie, simply because he was the guy who was listed as emergency last week, and yep. is the guy that came in for Robbie when he didn't come up. Um, mm-hmm. I can understand why people might think Mitchell might come out because you know he didn't, you know saying we might want to keep that big body midfielder in there but I'm just thinking Brendan Archie he's played the sub for two weeks already he needs a full game if he's going to be anything else so probably yeah. best to send him back and then play grey in his spot
2: is yeah. a, it's an interesting bench don't you reckon there's, a, there's some names there that I wasn't expecting to be there that, uh, mm. but, you know, I mean I don't think O'Shea is uh, going to be playing um, yeah, I didn't think he was that impressive against uh, Norwood last week um, I could see maybe the need, the need for speed and therefore maybe Armon getting a game but I can't see Aaron Young going out so it's, yeah, it's, it's well, a tough I think one. it's
0: pretty clear that there would only be one change and it's probably going to be Robbie Gray in and Brendan Archie out and it might be a little bit tough on Brendan but you know, as, uh, as Jane has said, I think he deserves a full game uh, just to keep his fitness up. Um, and there's, I don't think there's any doubt that we'll see him again um, in the next few weeks at AFL level.
2: Mm. Oh, I'm just wondering if Matty White and Pollock are carrying injuries. And I know it's a massive game, but, you know... In- would you maybe rest one of those players and, and play, you know, and play uh, Archie for a full game and uh, and maybe bring Ar- Amon onto the Amon Amon onto the bench just to uh, get him in and you know even though it's a Crows and it's a derby and it's a significant game, uh, I just think yeah why why risk uh, running with some guys that maybe could do with a, a week off if they've got those ankle injuries that's being suspected. Hmm. I think they said that Polek especially has a
1: an injury that they're managing, and I don't think it can get any worse than what it is. It's just not getting any better without rest. So yeah. if you're going to do that, I would wait until next week against West Coast, who has a... actual. should we say this? Plotting midfield, I guess. It's yeah. a very slow midfield. And mm. they weren't... You don't need to use that running so much. and You can bring in someone like a Brendan R.T. for his first full game. But for this week, for what we're coming up against, and I just think if we're going to use the run against the Crows, because if you don't use the run against the Crows, they do have some powerful weapons if you play it on their terms, and we want to play yeah. it on our terms, which is...
0: And that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I probably wouldn't be starting a debutant in this game. Um, I think Amon will definitely get his chance in the next uh, probably four or five weeks. I would say he might get a go, but yeah, I'd be um, just bringing back Robbie Gray and, and going with our best possible side. And you know that that for me has got Kane Mitchell in it, it's got Monfries in it, um, and probably Young on the bench as well. So yeah, it'll be interesting.
2: So you're choosing the arch out over Mitchell, I take it.
0: Yeah, I'd still be playing Mitchell for sure. Yeah,
2: oh, look, I'm not saying that I want Mitchell out, but I'm just curious how you're going there because I thought Brendan was actually pretty impressive in that last quarter last week. It's it's really tough on him, but I guess if he if he is the one that has to go back, I guess I'd really love him to just smash out a couple of massive four four quarter games and really push his name to go back into the into the side. I guess there's going to be opportunities that come up. With injuries again shortly because it's inevitable with the way we play and the hardness that that injuries are going to occur. Yeah, that's right.
0: <clears throat> look, as I said, he'll get his go again, and you know, for me, I think you know a bench of Mitchell Monfrey's Young, and Cracker is probably the way to go. Um, you look at the Crow side; they've um, they've dropped Kyle Hardigan um, because he is crap, and <laughs> uh, they brought back <laughs> Kyle Cheney. <coughs> Kyle for Kyle. Um, and look, Cheney's had uh, some pretty good form to start the season um, in his first couple of games. Um, I'm not sure if they'll make any other changes um, from their ins, uh, and I think maybe Grig Cameron and, and Crouch will stay as the emergencies. But do you think this might be an area where we might be
2: able to exploit
0: um, the Crows because they don't have a particularly um, tall defence?
2: This is our key to winning. Maka is, is our is our forward line, and I'd like people to tweet us or Facebook us who who they reckon should be out uh, or who the bench will be because uh, the tweets are a bit quiet uh, at the moment. So get active or interactive uh, people. But, um, yeah, look, I reckon this is where we can exploit it. I think we're we're better in the midfield, um, but they do have a good midfield. Yep. But uh, our defence, I think, is uh, stronger than theirs, but our forwards should be able to dominate. They've got Talia... And who's he going to bloody uh, pinch and hold down for um, the whole game? Um, say, shields Well, he
0: always does the job on Westhoff. And he's had really good form against Westhoff over the last couple of seasons.
2: So what, are they, what will Port do? They're going to push Westhoff further off the, up the ground outside the inside 50 and just isolate Patty Ryder and, and Matty Loby alternating with Jay Schultz. Who's going to stand those for the Crows?
0: Well, you would think... I reckon Choney might go to Schultz and I think um, probably Kelly will go to Ryder and I think that's probably the matchup where we might look to exploit because Kelly's not the tallest uh, key defender going around um, and Paddy Ryder should be able to outmark him pretty easily, I would think.
2: It's good to see Catherine supports my call for the arch to get a full game it as is. well.
0: It's a good tweet, that one.
2: It is a good tweet, mm. yes. But yeah, I mean, well, can you, can you see... Them defensively being able to match up on our tools adequately.
0: Well, no, this I is don't. where they, this is where they, um, as I said, this is where we might be able to exploit them. So, look, hopefully Westhoff can get off the leash a bit and, um, and run Talia around a bit this uh, this time around because Talia's done a great job on him, especially last year. He kept him to minimal impact. So, really hoping Westhoff brings out one of his uh, Showdown medal-winning performances this week.
2: mm. He loves the showdown.
0: He does. Janus, what do you recommend? I reckon that
1: Walsh has decided that he's not gonna win against our forward line with just conventional like matchups, so why bother trying? And he's just gone for more run and speed out of defense so that he can push up against the midfield and like really make it really congested. Because as soon as it gets over the top, obviously Ryder's right, just going to have a field day against a... I mean, how many games has Kelly played? Not very many, I don't think. Two. Well, there you go. <laughs> exactly. So, that's what's going to happen. So, he's just back. no, I'm going to press up, clog up the midfield, and basically defend from the front. So, yeah. I can't see their defenders being able to handle out forwards, but it's getting the ball there that's going to be the problem
0: yeah really yeah look midfield I think is where it's going to be well, one and lost because midfield's um is probably Adelaide's strong point so far this year, and as expected, they've been a lot tougher around the bowl, and you know they're implementing their sort of full oval press and it and it is getting them results. they were pretty poor against the dogs on the weekend, and I guess we'll talk about that a little bit later, but you know from two thousand and fourteen to two thousand and fifteen, they've gone from seventeenth to fifth in tackles, eleventh to second in clearances and seventh to third in contested possession, so they're winning a lot of the hardball and they're getting it forward pretty quick.
2: And don't forget the ground ball gets, Maka. It's, it's a fundamental <laughs> aspect of the game that we have to win the ground ball gets or I'm going to jump in the water at the end of the jetty and go for a swim. That's
0: it. Alute standards. The,
2: end of the jetty. Yeah, ground ball. I'm going to walk there from Kersbrook and jump in if we don't win the <laughs> ground ball gets. I don't care about just contested ball. It's ground ball. That's the key. Sorry. You've done well. Is <laughs> <laughs> that your Walsh impression? It was. Is that actually what it sounds like? I don't know. Did, did, no, it, no. It, I just thought a bit I more thought, awkward than that. But. I thought Sando was a bit of a dullard, but then and I thought they couldn't replace him with any more of a dullard than Sando, but they, they did pretty well. But uh, our supports, we would keep in the arch in as well, and... Um, and Bevan uh, Bevan wants Jenkins to go back and defend on Ryder because he reckons that would be a field day if that's the case.
0: Possibly, yeah. I'm not sure Jenkins has a whole lot of experience playing key defensive role. So,
2: yeah, it's probably one that
0: we could exploit as He's well. He's done it once before.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he they got cold before against St Kilda. And, and, as Scott, and as Scott S has just pointed out, um, the Crocs got Cheney. They can, he could um, he could go and match up on Ryder down at full forward, couldn't he? Their key defender they recruited from Hawthorne? Yeah, but who's going to take Schultz then? Mm. Uh, they still got Luke Brown? What about Luke Brown? Oh, he's pretty small. He's a
0: shutdown small defender, so... All
2: right. <laughs> Elaine's actually asked us a serious question, which I think is a good segue into a bit of a serious talk about the strategy, and that is, well, the Crows did win the NA Cup game against uh, NAB Cup game against us, um, so how differently is this one going to be played out?
0: A lot different, I think, because we're not going to allow them to have so much free space um, and going end to end, which is what they did numerous times in that NAB Cup game. Um, I think we'll be putting in a, a much stronger midfield effort, which we didn't do in that NAB Cup game, and I think our forward line's going to fire a little bit better.
2: Yeah, I think we. I think we really got surprised by their zone, their new zonal um, um, structure that they had under Walsh and. Um, the, I must admit, I was very impressed with, it, especially in that third quarter when they dominated the uh, the centre square as well. But um, they were allowing us to sort of kick in um, deep into the, our forward 50 uh, defensive 50 pocket, and then but they instantly had that um, that press going, trying to pin us in there. And that's where I thought the Bulldogs went really well last week. They they sort of did a diagonal kick, in, in addition to the normal transitional switch, which really either carved their zone up through the middle or on the outside. So as long as we can take away what the Bulldogs did last week, um, yeah, and and if we can match our centre square intensity and clearances um, like we did against Hawthorne, uh, I think uh, it's a no-brainer. That's, that's going to be how we're going to take the Crows apart uh, this yeah. Sunday.
0: Well, look, the Dogs played... And the way they won is how we like to play football as well. You know, they, they beat Adelaide at their own game. They put pressure on the ball carrier. Adelaide wilted under that pressure. Um, there was quick movement into the forward line and they used um, they used their pace um, quite significantly. And that's what we're known for. And I think we'll see that again. Um, I think we'll see guys like White and Polek and Gray and Wingard, um, you know, try and find that space and, and run the Crows off their feet.
2: Mm. Pittard for sure medal. Oh. <laughs> Piddard Nation. Good work. We're just joining <laughs> in the popular vote now. Yeah, I told you. This, it's just become <laughs> a bandwagon. It's it's too late. It's, uh, we know.
1: Not, not bandwagon. I reckon that Piddard will play the role that Robert Murphy played last week from the Bulldogs. That sort of <laughs> like that running, you know, hitting it fast. And then he was the guy who did that switching diagonal kick most of the time and found mm. the guy in space. And I think Pitard's the guy who, he has that. He's the man. I'm, try, I'm trying to think of the right word. He's got that aggressiveness, I guess, yeah. what it is what it is. I reckon Pitard's yeah. so
2: well, the cool, balls. Janus, that he could actually host his own poor fan radio station, on <laughs> I reckon. Uh, we'll have to put the call out to the big pit dog to see if he wants to... Uh, Come on and host his own uh, radio show. And Scott wants to know who's Kane going to go to and tag? Has he got the power to go with the danger field? Probably not. No. No.
0: No. No. no.
2: What about a no. So I, would,
0: I would play corns on uh, Brody Smith. That's who I'd play. Him. Brody
2: Smith. No. Brody Smith. Okay. It, the pace wouldn't concern him?
0: No. I don't think so.
2: Well, I don't know if you've got the Danger Man segment, Maka, but I think the Brody Smith call is really a really good one because Brody Smith and probably Patrick Dangerfield are the two players to really try and take out of the game as much as possible. So um, Kane, I do like the idea of Kane on uh, Brody Smith, but as long as he can run with him off the half back line, that's the uh, that's the key. And I mean, Kane's I think a, so fantastic tagger and so experienced. I can't see why he couldn't.
0: Look, Smith's probably yeah, in all Australian form again. You know he's leading the Crows in inside 50s and also rebound 50. So he works very hard up and up and down the field. Um, Dangerfield, he loves playing against Port Adelaide, so that's always going to be a concern. He scored Brownlow votes in four of their last five wins over Port Adelaide, and I know us as a fan base, we uh, especially on big footy, we like to have a bit of a laugh at Paddy Clangerfield. But you know he really is a difficult player to play against, and and we don't, I don't think we actually have a natural opponent for him. So personally, I would like to see Jonas go to Dangerfield first up.
2: Yeah, I'd actually. I just think we just need to pressure him because uh, I agree with you. I don't know if we do have a natural um, opponent for him, and I mean he's just such a dynamic player um, that it's very hard to have an a, a opponent to go with him. Maybe Crowley because of his height from Frio is probably the only natural matchup I can think of. So. I don't. I just think all the midfielders need to work as a team with Patrick, and that's what we seem to have done in the past. It just if he gets the ball, we've just got to pressure him hundred percent, and uh, and just make sure he's not getting too much ball in inside fifty. But um, yeah, I think and Scott yeah. Thompson's an interesting one because he's that old workhorse, and you uh, and you uh, you think oh, you know does he really matter? But you know even last year well, he, he does. Was, He's, a, he's an extractor and he gets the ball out to those runners and that he's someone that really needs to be taken account of.
0: 22 clearances in two games. He's averaging 34 touches across those two games as well. So he's always a dangerous player. Absolutely. We've had a couple of tweets. Um, one from Catherine who's saying the key to reversing the result from the NAB Cup game is Paddy Ryder. Also Gus. He's got a bit of a history in showdowns. And uh, also Bevan says that uh, we need to pressure their midfield and create more turnovers.
2: Mm. And what about, uh, and Scott, Scott's asking about how much time will Wingard spend in the midfield? Uh, I think that's a very good question. Will Robbie Gray, coming back from injury, maybe spend a little bit more time up forward in his first game back? Um, bit of player management and allow Chad to have a bit more time on the ball?
0: Well, if, if Gray's going to play with a, a bit of a jab, which he might do, to get to to get up and play, then uh, it's quite possible we'll see him play maybe out of full forward or, or in a forward pocket, and you know that does lead for Wingard to spend more time in the midfield. And I like Wingard as a midfielder. I, I reckon he's a fantastic midfielder. I, I think he reads the play exceptionally well, and he's super super damaging with his pace and his skills.
2: Mm. Absolutely. I'm a I'm a big fan of. I love the Chad as the midfielder. I I think, and I hope we don't pigeonhole him. For too long up forward because he, I think he's at the age now and he's got the creativity that he should really be, you know, spending fifty sixty percent midfield time at least in our in our side. He's he's just an amazing player and you know, um, Matty Richardson was pointing out his sideways lateral movements just amazing and makes him so hard to tackle and and um, yeah, he's he's just such a, a great player for us. Yeah. Similar style yeah. to Gray, isn't he?
1: So you can imagine them both switching back and forth, forward to
2: midfield and midfield to forward. Mm. Well, I just find guess- I Sorry, Mac, I was just going to say, I find it really difficult at the moment. Look, and I, I'm probably underestimating their side a little bit, but I just think our defensive unit is a stronger defensive unit than the Crows at this point in time. Um I look at their forward line and Tex Walker is a great player. I've always liked Tex Walker as a player. I always thought he was better than Kurt Tippett, but uh, looking at our forward line with uh, Paddy Ryder in there, which goes with what um, Catherine was saying, I think our forward line looks better and on form and, and paper, I think our midfield looks stronger as well. I, I just think we're the stronger side all mm. over the ground.
0: I disagree on the midfield. I think uh, Adelaide's midfield's had a massive start to the year and, I think that's where it's going to win either club the game. If we can handle their press, if we can find the pace on the outside and, and get it into our forward line quickly, I think we'll most likely win the game. If we struggle to get the ball and, and we struggle to find that pace, as we did in that nud Cup game, um, and we find them too difficult, um, it, it is going to be pretty hard to win, I think. I think you, you might be underestimating Adelaide a little bit. But...
2: I just think they've got a working-class midfield. If you take Dangerfield out, who's there... Uh... Is their star player? I think they're working class. After that, yeah. you know, whereas we've got a lot of we've got a lot of hard work but bling and and flair with our midfield. So, um, yeah, I think I, we've got
0: more more diversity but, but in our midfield. But
1: yeah. I think that's the key, though. I reckon if we don't have we've got the bling and the flair and the X factor or whatever you want to call it, but unless we bring that hard work, the same hard work that they've they're gonna bring because you know they're gonna be up for it and gonna be contested boards smashing in and whatever. If we don't bring exactly the same intensity, then I can easily see us losing too. You know, we've Mm -hmm. gotta play exactly the same level as we've been playing for the past two weeks. Right. And not, you know, just expect it to happen because I was thinking about this today the difference between a premiership contender and just a finalist is that a premiership contender plays at the same level no matter what opponent it's, is there you know they've got a, a, a minimum standard that they play at and if they're playing against a top four side or whatever they can rise to different levels but they always are smashing and that's why they thrash opponents because they're just playing the same style as what they would play against anyone else
0: yeah that's right Well, look, let's talk about a couple of key players for the Crows as well. Um, I guess the first one to talk about is, uh, is the big ruckman, Sammy Jacobs, who seems to raise the bar for showdowns. He, he kicks goals, and he doesn't normally kick goals, and he's regularly picked up obscene amounts of hitouts um, and influence over Lobey in the past. Um, Lobi has sort of struggled against him in the past, uh, past couple of years. Um, so where does Ryder fit in with this? He had a pretty good game against the Crows last year, playing as a ruckman. Um, where do we see him? Do we think that Ryder, as that second ruck, um, is going to be more useful for Lobi this week?
2: You're just setting us up. Of course that's. A, of course that. What a stupid question that is, Nathan. I mean, honestly. Thanks, I mean, Rick. <laughs> of course, he's the monster. Paddy Ryder is just hitting form. I reckon we have got the new Cox knickknack combination. To be honest, they were that was touted as the best ruck combination in the league, and uh, I I think that Paddy Ryder is the best second ruckman in the AFL by country mile. It's a, it's a massive luxury that we've got yeah. him, and and we should be bowing to the gods that he uh, he wanted to come to Port Adelaide. And I mean, if if Jacobs is getting on top of um, Matt Loby. I mean, well, then we've got a complete polar opposite in Paddy Ryder with so much more vertical leap and ability to sort of glide through the air um, and uh, and be a different style Rutman to negate him. And who's going to go with him? Josh Jenkins. I mean, it's just it's just not. No offence to Josh, uh, he's a, a serviceable player, but he's just not going to be able to run with him. I don't, I don't yeah. Care. Sorry, Macro. I didn't mean to be so harsh.
0: It's okay, Rick. It's okay.
2: We all know that look, everyone listens to you more than me anyway.
0: True. This is very true. Don't forget <laughs> that. <laughs> and look, well, they've got a couple of very, very dangerous forwards as well. Um, Tex Walker, has had a good start to the season. He's kicked 12 goals for the year so far. He looks super fit. He's running all over the park. He seems to be over any sort of queries over his knee. Um, and look, he's been a hard matchup in the past as well. Jonas has done a really good job on him um, a couple of years ago. Carlisle hasn't looked uh, too bad on him on occasion as well. And then, of course, there's Eddie Betts, who, uh, who last year was uh, the absolute X factor and the match winner um, for them in that second game. He kicked eight goals in the two showdowns last year. Um, you would think, on paper, Cracker looks like the absolute perfect match up for him. Mm-hmm.
2: Monty. I um, I was waiting for you, Janice, to hop in oh, there. Sorry, sorry. I, but uh, yeah, I I think it's a Monty, and I, no offense, Impy, I've got a bit more confidence with um, uh, Crack going up against Eddie um, than uh, than Impy. So, uh, and I thought yeah. I thought Cracker played well at the at the moments when he was on uh, Rioli last week. So uh, yeah. He did. Yeah, I, it, it, to me it seems like a natural match-up and that's why it's a great luxury having him in the side. And it's been interesting after our podcast, um, I saw a lot of topical debate on, on Bigfooty and also on Facebook about um, the uh, the rookie rule, trying to find out whether they, he could be upgraded or not.
0: Yep.
1: Sorry, Frampton, your uh, injury is not responding to treatment. You're going to have to sit <laughs> up the whole entire season. That's basically what it is. Now, the good thing about playing Cracker on Betts is it holds Betts accountable the other way as well because Cracker's going to run off him. He'll intercept yeah. and then push him forward. And I don't know how good Betts is defensively going the other way. I mean, I'm sure he's a great person to lock it in the ball into the forward line. But in terms of going out of defense, yeah, not. I don't know particularly if he's that fantastic at doing that, but it's definitely going to be a intriguing matchup, and he's definitely one of the most dangerous forwards in the in the competition, small forwards. He just seems to bob up and kick a goal when out of nothing. You know, so it's got to if we shut him down, it's going to be a long way to winning the game.
0: Crazy oh. Big Al on Twitter agrees. He says that uh, Crack is the man for Eddie, no question. Hmm.
2: So. I definitely think their key to winning is if they've they've got to just dominate our midfield. That's their only yeah. chance. And and going back to the the ruck conversation we just had, um, I just can't I just can't see them dominating the midfield like they they've taken advantage over recent years with Lobie being the solo ruck. So um, yeah, I've got to admit I'm probably disrespecting them quite a fair bit, but I'm entitled to do that because it is a craze.
0: And see, we'll just don't forget we said the same thing in the second showdown last year. How are they going to beat Port Adelaide? I can't possibly conceive how it's going to be possible, but they still found a way. So you just well, never well, well. count them off. And I guess the question that I've got is, will Philip Walsh's IP on Port prove to be an issue?
2: No. Oh, well, it hasn't hurt us previously. Um, yep. And this is a, probably a conversation for another night, but I'll just mention it very quickly. I think... Uh, The loss of IP that might hurt us the most out of anyone is if Matthew Nix goes because he is an absolute gun at the moment. I reckon he is coaching fantastically with that defensive unit. So he's probably, outside of Kenny and Virgil, he's probably the most uh, important IP person we've got there at this point in time. So I don't think so.
0: Okay.
2: The reason why I say
1: no is because Walsh left. Didn't Walsh leave before Ryder was even on the radar? And went to the Crows, like... Because trade period was after he left, wasn't it?
0: I believe so, yeah.
1: I believe, yeah, so... What he's... The IP that he's got, in my opinion, is for Port Adelaide without that forward rock combo. You know, that extra-tall thing. So he knows how we play that way, but with Ryder in there, it changes our dynamic in terms of team structure. Yeah. So I just think that... Ken would have developed different strategies using Ryder in that um, that Walsh wouldn't know of. Like, he, he could guess, and I guess, you know, when he's been at uh, closed training sessions, squir- squirreled away in the uh, Crows' coach's box or whatever, you know, looking at our training, he'd get some sort of idea, but um, he won't know exactly what we've got planned or what, how we're going to use those guys.
2: Hey, I've heard a rumour. Correct me if I'm wrong, but apparently, the crows are doing a march from Parliament Steps at three fifteen. Could this really? be a whole in excess two worlds collided? <laughs> what the hell? Could we have a like a uh, English Premier League uh, massive brawl? Um, well, let's hope not. Well, I've just that, been... That would be awful. I have just been sent a picture by someone who will remain anonymous, crazy big out, um, with <laughs> the march. Meet at Parliament Steps 315. Presented by The Pride. North Terrace hooligans. This is uh, very scary. They might walk down King William Street. What do people think about that? <laughs> yeah. Maybe they're going to hold out the scarves and sing art. Could be. Could be. You never know. <laughs> hey, I've got a question for you guys, though. Um yes. I read an article today which I thought was very good. Um, Westhoff is the new number one swingman in the competition. Firstly, do you guys agree with that? And who is he taking the reins over? Who was the previous um, best swing man in the competition?
0: Well, I would have thought the previous best swing man would have been Justin Westhoff. So he's taking the <laughs> reins over from him himself. Really? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe uh, Jake Carlisle. Maybe the media thought that he was doing a better job than Westhoff. But, but I don't know. Westhoff still doesn't get the kudos that he deserves outside of you know probably Port Adelaide and, and our own supporters. Mm. But Who do you play. think would have been a, a better swingman, Rick?
2: Before Justin, yeah, m- maybe Adam Goods.
0: When was the last time Adam Goods played in defence?
2: Well, does a swingman have to play in defence? Could they be a, a, a well, swingman?
0: Probably the definition of a swingman. Is it? Could he be swinging
2: from forward to midfield? That's a, that's swinging position, isn't it?
0: It's more of a half swing.
2: Yeah. yeah. Fine. Let's go. I'll I'll scrub that <laughs> one off for of this scene. Fine stuff here. I would have what thought. I, think, thought that, I thought that maybe Adam Goods.
1: Well, if you're going by that definition, then you couldn't have mentioned someone like Jared Ruffin. I mean, he could play forward, back, and in the midfield, but yeah. he hasn't played back for quite a while. I mean, he didn't play back on the weekend when he probably. I mean, I saw that Hawthorne supporters were probably calling for him to go back instead of McAvoy. So, yep. especially in that first bit. But, so, i probably agree with you. I think Westhoff, in terms of his worth to the team and the fact that he has the running capability to go back and forth, I mean, that's the difference. Like, other guys in the competition, the coach has to basically say to them, okay, we're going to take you from forward and then put you back. To back, and it's like a positional change. Whereas Westoff just goes where he likes, pretty much. You know, he's forward and then he's back and then he's in the midfield here, yeah, and that's the reason why it's so hard to match up on.
0: I've hey, probably been I... a bit unfair on Harry Taylor, who's probably a better swing True. man than Justin, but he yeah. would be probably the only one, in my opinion.
2: I've got to say that the guy, everyone that's tweeting tonight and, and I'm uh, making some fantastic comments. I'm chuckling away at uh, a few of them. I like um, I like Bevan where he said uh, Gold Zimmer frames to lead the march <laughs> 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 for the crows. I think that's pretty good. But um, yeah, and Scott, we sort of spoke about the press. I think the key for us beating the press is fast ball movement, winning the midfield, winning the centre clearances, and being courageous with our switches, doing uh, forward diagonal. Um, switch passing as well as the uh, the more traditional back and around and uh, I think yeah, we didn't really reveal our hand in the in the preseason game we didn't really switch too all. much at all uh, I don't think we wanted to show the crows anything and um, yeah I think you'll see a different uh, team play uh, uh, this week gets the uh, against the crows hey before we forget backer should we do our who am I call out at some point in time as well yes do it now Rick, yes all next right, question so you- are you going to take a caller?
0: Oh yeah, if they want. All if right. They want to ring
2: in. Mac is going to try and. We'll take see if it, I can stuff it
0: up again this week.
2: If you want to call in, if you can po you can type it in if you want. But if you want to call, and you have got to wait for the question before sending in an answer. Um, so my clue for this week is: Richo lights following me. That's the clue. That is the clue. Okay. So we had born in
0: born in sixty six.
2: Yes, between, 20, p- and between 1, two, yeah. Yeah, 20, twenty and one thousand.
0: Yeah, twenty and one thousand
2: gold. <laughs> no, I'll refine it to hundred goals. Twenty and hundred goals, mm. and Richo keeps following me. <sighs> Call in. Call in. Make Macker, it's tough uh, Mate Macker, answer the phone. That's going to be a thinker, that one, Rick. I'm, I'm very deceptive, aren't I?
0: I'm trying to think, but I can't at the moment. Can't you? Yeah? That's, uh, that's a tough one.
2: Yes, dude. You're all confused about West off uh, swinging. Oh, While we're waiting for caller, about here we this? go.
0: Here we go. Oh. We've got our caller. Cool. Rising power. Oh, we've got a couple. Bad luck, Dylan. Sorry, mate. Rising power was first. Have
2: we got someone on? Yeah, we're getting rising power on now. All right, all right we need to work on this little bit. You right. there, mate? Hey. hey. Good right, feedback. You there, mate? I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. We'll Shout get it out up. quick before we jump here for the feedback.
0: Um, no idea what the last clue means, but uh,
2: Rowan Smith. Rowan Smith. Yeah, yes. Smith. The Tufty. No, it isn't Rowan Smith. Thank you, thank you, mate. We'll uh, we'll try it again on um, Monday night. And thanks right. for calling in.
0: Yes, mate. Bad luck, buddy.
2: It isn't Rowan Smith. Are you writing all these names down, Macca? Because I um I haven't, <laughs> and I keep forgetting. So Van Timmy G. <laughs> That's all right. Roger Delaney. Van Timmy G.
0: Roger Delaney and Rowan Smith.
2: Awesome. And no one is uh, the wiser. That's it. All right. Good work. All right. So where are we well, up
0: to? where are we up to? Let's uh, give a bit of a prediction. Boys, who's going to win?
1: Janus. <sighs> hmm. Let me think. I reckon Paul's going to win, obviously. Um, by how much it depends on what sort of team comes out. If we play the way we've been playing the first two weeks, I reckon we could either just win. But if we play the same way, that with the same intensity at the ball carrier, pressure them, um, start making them basically uh, uh, hear footsteps. Every time they've got the ball and that it pushes, it puts pressure on them, I reckon we could win by quite a healthy margin. I reckon around about, let's go 37 points.
0: Nice work. It's a nice margin. I like that. Rick, and
2: please, about yourself, mate? please, tip, uh, tip, uh, people, tweet in your, your tips because I need ev- all the help I can get I'm trying to catch up Macca. I'm going to go Port Adelaide and I've picked Port Adelaide i uh, i'm very confident and uh doesn't really matter about margin because i just think i'm very confident and and who are you picking Macca? look
0: it's going to be a tough game i think we know the crows are going to go in hard and i think the difference between this one and the nab cup game is that we're going to equal them in that uh, we're going to go in just as hard if not harder and i think that's going to be the difference between the two teams we're going to win that midfield battle we've got uh, a much more diverse midfield and Therefore, I'm going to pick uh, Port Adelaide by 41 points, and I'm going to tip uh, Jay Schultz to kick six goals.
2: Schultzy, and this is this is a, a new a new vision tip as well, Maka. This is what you're picking in the the new vision tips.
0: I don't uh, reveal my hand in the uh, real stuff, mate.
2: Right, <laughs> I'm slowly catching you now. <laughs> Yeah, slowly is the uh, operative word there, mate. Right. Al keeps sending me messages on Facebook. He keeps going, I know who it is. I know who it is. And I'm not going to say who you guess, but you're wrong, all right? It's not that person, so um, bad luck. But <laughs> now you can't play. <sighs> you're out. You're out, Al. You can't even win the, the $100 voucher all over for you, which is thanks to, to New Vision. And let's not forget the Port Club would stumping up the vouchers for people that have you know thanks everyone for supporting the shows that have been going on so um uh yeah and there's more vouchers up for grab as well oh i'm not even going to say what you just called me out but that's not very nice at all (laughs) i'm getting abused that's all right
0: that's all right we'll move on rick we can move move on. on And of course, everyone is listening to the Bigfooty Port Adelaide podcast live on Port Fan Radio with myself, Maca 19 and Fisting Rick, and also Janus.
2: (laughs) And that was a good suggestion by Simba today.
0: It was. Well done, Simba. And look, let's talk about the SANFL because Port Adelaide play uh, Woodville West Torrens at uh, Albert and Oval this Saturday at 2.10pm. It's going to be on live FM for those that can't make it. Uh, We've got a win-loss record, a positive one of uh, 36-33, with uh, Port also winning the last two matches between the clubs as well. I guess the question is, can we bounce back from a disappointing game against uh, the Redlegs?
2: Yep. Easily. Of course we can. We've got a better side this week, don't we? We do. And it's Paul Stewart named? Is he still in? Uh, Paul Stewart is named, yes. So I think as long as um, Tommy Logan doesn't take him out in like the first two minutes again, I reckon that's definitely going to help.
0: That's it. Rick, we got a problem, mate. What's that? Scott S on Twitter has said, uh, "Maca picking port with ease." Well, we are stuffed. Mathematics. Yes.
2: It's <laughs> mathematics. <Machematics. laughs> that's it. <laughs> I guess that is always a worry. That's but you sure you don't want to revise your tip, Maca?
0: Uh, look, I'll go port by forty instead of forty-one. Nice work. There
2: we go. I mean, I'm actually more concerned about Scott S. Tweeting in that um, ten users trying to spew, uh, steal my uh, number one man or of Jasper Pittard, but um, a few people are trying to lay claim to that um, title. So uh, we're just going to have to uh, put up with those false rumours. They can they all be jealous at the player sponsor night when I'm sitting next to Jasper, taking photos and posting them on Facebook.
0: Well, look, I think it's good that um, in terms of Woodville West Torrens, they're missing their gun key forward in, uh, in Vunky. Um, they still have Ainger up there. they got McGregor up there. Um, we'll be playing against Petrenko for the first time at uh, SNFL level and uh, Reiki Waza, who was, of course, at Port Adelaide last year.
2: Mm. You'd, mm-hmm. you'd think we'd uh, account for Woodville West Torrens quite easily? I'm on Joh- Johan Wagner watch this weekend. I want to. I want to see his performance. Fingers crossed for a big. Well, one. he's had two average games, yeah, you know, and he is a rookie, so he uh, with a bit of SA NFL experience. So I'd be hoping he can bounce back and um, and uh, put in a good performance this week. That's it. Yeah,
0: look, he's probably my player that I'm really hoping comes on this week, and hopefully he can have a big game and uh, and get his season back on track. Um, I guess the other one that I'm really wanting to see is uh, it's probably Johnny Butcher again, which is probably a bit of an obvious one, but look, hopefully he can um, exploit their uh, their defense a bit. He'll probably be playing on on either Luke Thompson or Reiki Waza, so look, well, hopefully he can take a, a couple of big grabs and um, slot through three or four goals. That'd be nice.
2: I reckon he'll do alright. Mm-hmm. I guess the uh, I want to see how Jakey Need goes now because he's been back for a couple of weeks. Um, yeah, I don't want him falling into the uh, the abyss of the SANFL. I want, to, I want to see him continue to put in strong performances uh, week in, week out and really uh, force his name back into selection mix.
0: Yeah, well, obviously he missed out last week because he was the emergency, but he's back in the SANFL side this week, so.
2: Yeah, and um, do you guys agree with me? O'Shea didn't look that great last week, did he?
0: I thought it was a bit disappointing, but um, I guess they want a bit of defensive cover on the emergency bench. So him and Amon are, are listed as outs, but um, you would think they would make a decision on that and maybe one or, or maybe both might play.
2: Mm. Well, no, well, what, is, what does I O'Shea he, need to do?
0: I don't know. I think he's just one of those players that struggles at the lower level. Like, he, uh, he seems to... Raise the, his ability and his game and his confidence um, the further he goes. So, you know, I think he's got a bit of the pedigrees in that regard, whereas uh, where he always seemed to struggle at uh, SANFL level. But uh, I guess unlike pedigrees that um, O'Shea's played some absolutely ripping AFL footy. So I don't know. I, I guess he'll get his chance at some point. Um, it, it's hard to see who you would drop
2: from our defensive group at the moment, though. The complete can. Sorry, you you go, No, you're right. I was just going to say you can't. There's, uh, they're in too good a form. They're, they're our form unit out of the offense, defense, and midfield at this point in time. So uh, uh, they're just going to have to be patient and put in consistent performances.
0: That's it. I kind of wonder and, if
2: that actually
1: is part of the reason why he's playing the way he is, like in terms of if I was going out there and I knew that there's no way I'm going to be able to displace guys like Pittard and Broadbent out of the side and Cracker you know it kind of makes you I don't know maybe get discouraged or something like that so Mm. but Mm. then then again you think to yourself well this is your job and you're a professional you should be going as hard as you can and saying well yeah I can displace these people from the side and have that I mean he he had
0: a pretty slow start to last year as well
1: well that's it too
2: yeah, you know, I think going. So it might the, just be a slow starter, but I think going with the Maggies, uh, with the power players combined, I think what I seem to get the picture of, and you know, I could be completely wrong, but they they seem to have a complete team mentality. So the guys that are in the second tier, trying to get into the first tier, seem to get what they need to do to get there, and are respectful of the players that are there. There doesn't seem to be that disunity that. You know, someone thinks they're good enough and should be in there in above somebody else. And, you know, so the team balance and ethos seems to be pretty good. And, I mean, I don't know how long that can last for before you get disgruntled players not having enough opportunity. But, um, uh, yeah, we seem to have that balance at this point in time.
0: Yeah, Mason Shaw's another that I really want to see perform this week. He had a bit of a dirty day last week in the wet. Probably wasn't his sort of game, and you know, he was benched for pretty much the entire second half. So they're probably taking a bit of a slow approach with him last week. So hopefully he can play a full game and, and kick a few goals as well. I'm looking and, forward uh, to seeing him Nicholas as a rut Teal. rover. Yeah, it's a bit of a shambles the uh, the way that uh, the side's named at the moment. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. Look, Nicholas Tew on Twitter has said that uh, Sammy Gray to prove that he loves the wet weather again. It should be raining. Um, best on ground. That's his call. Now, I do like that call. Yeah. Sammy Gray was fantastic last week, and you know, it he's was. another one that's probably um, you know if he wasn't on the rookie list, he might be pushing for selection as well.
2: He was he was almost he was best on ground last week, wasn't he? he was very he was a great he player. Was, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Good poor player.
0: So tips in this one, boys.
2: Maggie's of course. Bye. Janus. Oh.
1: Yeah, Maggie. I was waiting for him to say, by how much? Oh, yeah, Magpies. I'm not, I'm yeah.
2: not doing, I'm not doing uh, margins at this point in time. Okay. So we're near the end of the show, Maka. I've got a quick question for the pair of you guys to answer. Mm. No, not long-winded, but I've been reflecting on the on the genius of a couple of people at our club uh, running it at the moment. you got a choice between KT or Koshy, who are you going to choose? Is John James an acceptable answer? No, <laughs> you got to choose one of the others.
0: <laughs> oh look, <clears throat> I would go probably Koshy, just for his ability to get some big corporates on board. Right.
2: So KT's replaced. Which all. is
0: very harsh on KT because I love KT,
2: but. He's do re-
0: in, in our situation, I would pick Koshy ever so slightly ahead.
2: Sure. Janus? See, so I'd pick
1: KT. And the reason behind that is because unless you get the on-field stuff right, and KT's a full piece, I love Koshy, and I love what he's done in terms of the corporates and stuff, but unless you can get the football department right and get the people in place to actually you know, produce in the field, then it doesn't matter how great at networking you are, you're not going to have a product to sell yeah, mm. a good one so that's the reason why I'd pick KT but that being said um, you don't know who would replace him either so that's the thing like Koshi is pretty irreplaceable in terms of his corporate reach and his national audience and things like that so I can understand why Maka would say picking Koshi but yeah, that's the reason why I would pick KT
0: I love that answer, and Rick, I would like to change my response, please,
2: to KT. I'd actually argue Koshy. I think that with his persona and media profile, um, he's a lot harder to replace um, than KT, even not disrespecting KT, what he's done. I think he's been a a fantastic uh, CEO, but there's a, a lot of CEOs out in the in the talent pools to choose from than there is uh, celebrities so, but I'd like to hear people's opinion well, look, on Stephen the Patrick. ultimate answer Stephen Trick <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes bring back Triggy I want to see Triggy run the Port Adelaide Footy
2: Club oh, that would be you troll horrendous that troll would horrendous. Backer. troll backer
0: <laughs> <laughs> now look I, I think the good thing about choosing Koshy is that he would be someone that would pick KT as the CEO so exactly. you get the best of both
2: worlds exactly right Mm -hmm. and there's not there's not many koshies out there how many high profile media people are there that would uh, be able to be president of the Port LA Football Club
0: but then there's not many uh, CEOs as casual as our casual Keith either sorry
2: no that is true but um, I'm sure
0: offers hot chips to uh, fellow supporters such as Nicholas Till and Harold and uh, Mr. Speaker
2: does he really I missed that bit. Didn't you listen? Did you? I did. Um, well, he
0: walked up to uh, to our three uh, fellow podcasters and um, offered them a hot chip in the pouring rain last week at uh, at Adelaide Oval and. They accepted and they said it was a fantastic moment. So, did not they, many CEOs um, that you can pick doing that. I can't see Stephen Trigg offering anyone a hot chip.
2: And did they honest. say why they'll take him to pick a uh, the chip, uh, KT? We're doing maybe that. a
0: Balfour's pie, but that would be better. We're doing
2: the Maggie show on uh, Wednesday night, KT. How about uh, coming on and having a chat? <laughs> <laughs> maybe they can hit him up next time. But uh, and well, I'll... Look, quickly before we go, yes,
0: let's talk about uh, very quickly. What other game are you keen on this week?
2: Um,
1: Friday night will be interesting, if only for the fact of you've got Mick Moulton at houses, you know, the whole record thing and whatever, and, you know, see how Mark Stevens is going to, you know, bait him, pretty much that's what that is for, but in terms of actually football things, football matches, um, you know what, Sydney versus Bulldogs, only because I, I just like want to see what the the young Bulldogs and they're, they're trying to do that same run-and-gun style that we've perfected or trying to perfect. And I just want to see them, how they come up against Sydney because they're going to, I think, find out how hard it is to play that particular style. But who knows? They might be able to do something special.
2: Yep, I like that. What about you, Rick? That was an awesome quick response there, Janus. Sorry. I, <laughs> I, I'm, interested, I'm interested in North versus Hawks because I reckon North might be able to knock off Hawthorne. They seem to match up well. That'll and, be a ripper. And Hawthorne are going to be very, very exposed down back with their injuries. And uh, I am a Are little, you kidding? Ryan Schoenmakers is back now. Oh, no, they're... Superstar. spuddle Um And... Uh, I'm also interested in watching Hogan versus Fremantle. That's that's the other one. Mm. But they're my picks. Yep.
0: I like that. Look, I'm going to go for the game of the round, which is obviously the Q clash. Um, Both teams are 0 and 4, so it's going to be an absolute ripper. Look, I think both teams are going to probably defy the team's ladder positions, and uh, I think it might be a pretty good game, and... I think it would be an absolute disaster if Gold Coast goes zero and five to start the year, and a lot of questions will be asked. And look, I think it will be uh, pretty funny if they both draw and still end up winless at the end of this round.
2: <laughs> You're a sadist.
0: <laughs> I am.
2: You are. And once again, can I just say um, thanks to the Port Club for coughing up some vouchers to give out to you guys for listening in, and I want to say thanks for the interaction tonight. It's been awesome. I've enjoyed it, and the um, um, and the and people listening in. It's been great. So uh, thank you very much to everyone. It's um, it's more fun when you guys are interacting and listening in. and And don't forget, we've got all the new shows now. We've got a whole a full panel, um, and I'm still looking for more if people want to have got an idea for the show. But we've got the the Port LA pair tomorrow night. We've got the AFL review show Sunday. Um, we've got uh, Al and Nick and Phil on Tuesday doing the 1870 hour and the feedback from that was fantastic and and Matt Nick and Harold how good were they on on Wednesday they just first show and they were like season pros Mac, what did you think
0: I thought it was fantastic both the new shows this week were absolutely awesome I thought I thought the uh, 1870 hour was fantastic and lots of great uh reminiscing information there and yeah, look, the Maggie show yesterday was fantastic. Yeah, and as you said, they they sound like uh, they've done this before, which of course Harold has numerous well, times.
2: It's a bit disturbing that um, it's taken us two years and we're not nearly half as good as what these guys are putting up. So we've got to take a, We've got to take a look at ourselves, Mac. If something's uh, not going right, there we'll be out of a job soon.
0: Well, look, I'm pretty confident about myself, but Rick, I think you should be looking for a new job,
2: mate. Yeah. Okay. Oh, maybe we need to start putting out for a replacement, Macca. That's all right. That's it. Who wants to replace me? Done. Thank you. Everyone. Really good stuff. Too easy. All right, boys. Pleasure.
0: Janus, thanks for coming on, buddy. No
1: worries. Thanks for
0: having me.
2: Anus, fantastic easy, effort, mate. Anus. Appreciate your time. Anus and
0: fisting Rick.
2: Anus, anus and fisting Rick. <laughs> Rick the comedy hour. Yes, that could be a new show. We could do comedy, it Anus. Could be. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Dylan probably cracking up there because he's already made comment that he was pissing himself laughing. I think it was Dylan. Someone was, anyway, on Facebook. But uh, we better not get too crass. That's it. All right, boys. Have, Until next week. Have a good one. Can the Bear! Card
1: the Bear. Gray was brave. Running hard, more getting forward.
0: One last chance. Boat brilliant. Wines. Yeah. Monfrey's centering ball, Cassisi! Wilder!
2: You know who again! It is his birthday! Kids are freak!